Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Well, today is 13th of March 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening. How's your day? How's it going? I had a great day. Um, how was your weekend, Ponsak? Because I think I had one of the best weekends. Um, Interesting. So far, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, uh, it's good. Uh, well, I rested. I uh, had some time to do some, you know, thinking and uh, try to take my mind off, you know, plateau politics because uh, it's really getting very messy. <laughs> well, we'd like to wish our dear colleague, uh, Funky DJ Brown, a happy birthday to you. Today is his birthday. We pray that God is going to bless him. And, of course, to wish an elder statesman, two-time governor of our state, uh, one-time senator of the Federal Republic, um... Dara Jonah Jang. Well, uh, Baba Jang, as is foully called, is the only human being in Nigeria that for 11 years of his life, uh, he was governor. I mean, he served Plateau for eight years and then he served in Benue uh, and Gongola. The defunct Gongola. Yes, mm-hmm. for uh, three years, uh, if you put together. So 11 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any human being that have been 11 years of his life, you know, uh, governor except for Baba Jonah David Jang. Uh, well, it shows you uh, one thing. Uh, if you stand out, a golden fish doesn't hide, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can run, but you can't hide. Sure. Well, uh, Gilbert, I, I I had the time to do some thinking because in Plato right now, the narrative is that we should divorce politics from religion. I disagree, you know. I, I completely disagree with that. Uh, why I disagree is that my faith, you know, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, I believe in Jesus Christ as the only way to salvation, to, you know, to be saved. And if I say saved, it's not only going to heaven. Because the ideas of Jesus Christ for life on earth, I consider it perfect without any flaw. Uh, and Jesus hasn't commanded, commanded me or asked me to divorce you know, to see life, okay, this is politics, and this is uh, religion. Religion. Everything is one or the same. Uh, People are saying that uh, political leaders don't have, they shouldn't interfere, quote-unquote. I I, I disagree. I I disagree with that. Uh, Especially statement credited to Sheikh Jengar. For me, I I, I said, look, allow the man to talk. Express himself. That's his own democratic right. You know, uh, I know people will say that he's causing division. Well, society has a way of healing itself. You know, but I, 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 again, I'm not saying that people should be reckless in the things that they say. No, do not be reckless in the things uh, that you say. Because here on Plateau State, they always say that. Uh, we shouldn't mix religion with uh, uh, faith, you know. It, it's a complete lie. If you look at some of the benefits, I mean the foundation, for example, of Nigeria as a society, Christianity has pe- played tremendous role, whether you come to education or healthcare. Tremendous role. Uh, so I, I think that uh, it's going to be wrong for me as a Christian to say because... It was based on, you know, the ideas, you know, that the missionaries got from the Bible that propelled them to come to, uh, you know, Plato State. 
And for the enlightenment that I have right now as a human being is because of their sweat. And some even claim their lives. You know, so I, I, I have a different opinion, you know, on, on, on that. Because if one candidate will want to organize to get vote using polarizing people based on religion, then I, I, and you find one candidate saying that, look, is even singing. I don't care where you come from. As long as you love the plateau, you are my brother, you are my friend. But, you know, on the other hand, you find uh, a candidate scheming, you know, uh, thinking that he can win election, you know, with the... I mean, if you sit down to look at it, it's, it's evident. It's just like day. It's very, very clear. Very, very clear. And I'm not saying one is right or one is wrong. But if one is playing the religious card to get vote, you know, then why shouldn't, you know, the other one say... Everyone is for my is is for me. As long as you love, you know, they should go and slog it out of the polls to see who is more popular or who is more smarter. Because I noticed that uh, they they are using tribe religion to organize people to secure vote. So it's how many people that you can organize or convince uh, by polarizing them along tribe religion, you know, that you. Uh, I win. Well, in Plato in 2015, he didn't walk that way. I, mean, I don't think in 2023 it's going to walk by polarizing, you know, because people are very smart. They will say one thing here, they will do, you know, another thing uh, behind. The, the most important question we should be asking now is this. Have we or have our politicians made religion a means to an end? I think that's that's the biggest question that you've been attempting to find um, the right answer to. But perhaps we thought about this issue from different standpoints. Mm -hmm. My position is this, and my thinking is this. Ever since the polity in Plato began to get heated up, you remember we, we once had um, Professor Umara Nadem Danfulani in this studio, and he spoke explicitly on the place of religion and politics. And his closest citation I can remember is um, the example he gave of these two Scandinavian nations, Denmark and um, Sweden. You know, he said they have been very, um, they, have, they have attempted several to separate religion and politics, but it hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. But how has religion helped their polity? How has religion helped them in terms of development? They have succeeded. And I think to a certain point, near perfect. Why is us so different? And if religion perhaps is a means to an end, then we haven't been able to use that religious you know, influence as it were perfectly. And that's why we're here. You mentioned Sheikh Hayajingiri. And I, I like the fact that, you know, you gave a caveat there wherein you said he has the right to express himself. But to what extent again? Yeah. Do you get the point? So these are issues that I think we have attempted to polarize and it hasn't helped anyone. It, it, it has rather succeeded in heightening tension amongst peoples. And, you know, it has succeeded in dividing the youths sharply rather than see themselves as a collective unemployed youth. For example, they're seeing themselves as the, you know, tribe A youth and tribe B youth or as um, the religion A youth 
and the religion be youth, which is quite unfortunate. And it, the, the biggest thing here is this, Ponsak. We're yet to find an end to this. We're yet to see a solution to this. And guess what? We're just a few days to the polls. The closest election that has to do with the people. And I think if you ask me, this election has been decided a week ago. Yeah. We're watching, we're seeing what is going to happen. Uh, we're just uh, going to report the issue. I mean, what do you uh, make of the, I wouldn't want to say, the response of uh, Honorable Commissioner of Information, Dan Manjang, uh, to the broadcast uh, made by, or the interview by former Governor Jan? I do know that he's, he's a seasoned professional. He's, he's a journalist. I do know that. Do you understand? But with due respect, I think I want to separate the man from the message. And here's my opinion. That was trivial. Okay, what Dan Manjang did? Yes, that was trivial. There were better, uh, you know, methods of approaching that issue as against the manner in which he handled it. Do you get And it was hurriedly put. I saw all of the conversations and deliberately I decided not to just get myself involved into that. And had you not even asked me, I wasn't going to say anything about that. But you would have expected for him to do better in handling that issue. It was quite unfortunate. It was quite sad. And bottom line is he should have handled that in a better way. Well, this is the second time that Dan Manjang is going to goof, especially responding to issues raised by uh, former Governor Jang. I just, I just hope that people should be professional in, you know, there are better ways on, in handling, you know. John gave his opinion. So also with the, uh, everyone, you know, out there. Uh, over, I think last weekend, I was trying to, I saw a friend, you know, posted something. Completely what even Governor Jang, former Governor Jang didn't say. Mm-hmm. And then that person went with even a graphic post. I said, no, 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 I can share that interview with you. This is what he said. Uh, not what you are, you know, just listen to the interview and uh, figure out what he said. But I, I think uh, there's still room for improvement and learning True. on the part of, you know, Dan Manjai. Uh, there are better ways to uh, go about, you know, uh, that. Uh, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that. And, uh, and let me just cut you here a bit, please. If you listen, or if you did, because I saw, you know, your, um, should I call this a rejoinder? I saw a response to that, you know, wherein they began to, um, was that a trade of word? I'm struggling to put this into the right context. But the reply by Comrade Clinton Gariba. Yeah. The you saw that it was, it was proper, I don't want to call it schooling, but unfortunately I have to. Bit by bit, certain avoidable errors that he made. The man took out the time to point those out and then eventually to tell him what a PR specialist does. I, I said, Oh my, well, <laughs> it's cutting friendship for your boss. Uh, if you if you appoint me a, a consultant or a media person, is to make friends with the enemies of my boss and, and tell them that no, my boss is not a demon, he's a human being. You can come and eat with him if you want to, uh, so that the job will be very easy. We have in our midst a distinguished uh, architect. Uh, uh, he contested governorship in 2019, but unfortunately he didn't make it. But he's still in the business of uh, serving the state, uh, though he didn't have the opportunity to serve at the time. But uh, I believe he's still serving Plato uh, the best way that he can. We have in our midst architect Samuel Nanchang Jato. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. Thank you, Ponsak, and good evening, listeners. 
let me start with this funny question. It's, it's very funny. I know you laugh. You are you are Gosa old boy. Yes. Why is it that? Uh, first, let me ask and give me your honest answer. Is Gosa a cult? No, it's not. No, what I mean a cult, not a bad cult, but because Nentawe and Mutfang, they're all Gosas. Yes. And if you look at the the how social media is catching fire, you know. I, I, I told yesterday, uh, last week I told Gilbert, I said, look, if either of them wins, it's Gosa that will take the glory. They will say, ah, we have a governor in this person. Uh, what's your response? <laughs> Is it that, you know, you, you guys went to the best of schools that, you know, or you are the smartest of all people in Plato? Well, the Harvard of Plato. <laughs> <laughs> so to say. Call it whatever you want. Uh, for me, I know Gosa is a good school. No, I'm not saying it's a bad school. Yeah, so I'm telling you, it's a good school. Mm-hmm. It was a very good school many years ago. We've produced a lot of leaders in this country. Of course, yeah. Um, I happen to be Gosa too. I, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm and, um, I know and I believe that anywhere you find a Gosa, there are certain traits, there are certain things that are imbibed in us that stay with us for the rest of our lives. One is respect for our seniors. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a semi military school you see your senior anywhere you respect him the way you were back in the days even if you are better than him in life i'll tell you an experience we had okay uh, many years ago when um professor dakas cj dakas was attorney general and commissioner for justice i was a civil servant in the ministry of housing and we met i went i was going for a meeting in the ministry of justice and he was coming down the stairs going out and we met and it happens that he was my a year behind me in secondary school. And I was he was a commissioner then anyway. And I was a bloody civil servant. No, no bloody civil so servant. <laughs> I was greeting him, good afternoon, sir. He was greeting me, good afternoon, sir. And all the people that were following him behind. They got confused. They, they just stood looking confused. They were wondering what was happening. Who is sir now? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then he laughed and said, don't mind us. He was my senior in school. And we laughed and we greeted and chatted and... We parted our ways. That's, that's the spirit of Gosa. Gosa, I'm not saying that um, Gosa is the only school. There were good schools back then. St. Joseph's is one. I mean, Kuru particularly was one of our major rivals. But for us in Gindri, we had a culture and we had a training. Go out and give out your best. So I can assure um, Plato people, I happen to know Kaleb Mutfan very well. We were in school at the same time, also known in Tawi. Caleb was two years ahead of me. Nenta was just a few years behind me. So we're all schoolmates. And we happen to be in the same house. The three of us, yes. So we know ourselves very, very well. I can tell you a lot about Nenta that you don't know. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, I know. And so I'm um, nice, charming guy. Always smiling. You know, cheerful and, and all that. And, and so um, it's not about Gosa. For me, it's not about Gosa. It's about Plateau State. Okay. It's about the Plateau people. And I think Gosa, will, uh, Plato people will now regret voting a Gosa governor. Is it a senior Gosa, middle Gosa, or <laughs> We have a culture, Gosa? I've already told you. Okay, in Gosa, seniority. respect the senior. <laughs> That's the culture. <laughs> I'm happy. But uh-huh. uh, let's uh, talk to us about, are you happy with the campaigns, you know, that uh, you are seeing in Plato State right now, both uh, honestly, APC and PDP? Honestly, I'm not. It started off well. But lately, I am dis- highly disappointed. I mean, all the vibes, all the insults, all the frame-ups, 
the propaganda. It's getting way out of hand. And I think everybody should call his supporters back in line. I happen to be um, working with Barrister Kaleb Mutfang, by the grace of God, the incoming governor in a couple of days. Um, and if you go on social media, particularly Facebook, you see some absurd write-ups, I mean, that are way out of this earth. And if you look at the names, you can tell where the people are coming from. I mean, plateau names are not hard to decipher. Mm -hmm. So you know where the person is coming from. And it's, it's, it, it goes beyond the belt. So what you as a leader need, needs to do is to rein in your supporters. I know that I've been at meetings severally where Barista Kalu Mufan has stated clearly, let's not go, let's stay on issues. Let's not go into trivialities. And I know they have talked about that at their own level. And so if something like this is happening, I think it's high time, it's about time that everybody calls back his supporters because we're still brothers, we're still one. At the end of it all, it is not a governor for PDP, for APC, for Labour, for YPP, for whatever. No, it is a governor for Plateau, and he's going to govern everybody. He's going to use everybody to work. Okay. I mean, you've already stated that you're uh, supporting uh, the candidature of Barrister Mudfang. Yes. Why? Why do, Did you hurriedly take that decision, or you considered a lot of things, and would you like to share with us some of the things that you considered before, you know, making judgment to say, uh, here's the path I'm going. Or you are just a loyal party man that anything that your party brings, anyone that your party brings up to say, this is who the party has nominated as candidate. Uh, what exactly you know, motivated you? Okay. Um, it's not what the party brings. Um, I started with Barisha Kariogunfa well over a year ago. Before him, I was with, I mean, I was talking with quite a number of candidates, I mean, aspirants. Um, but he kept um, discussions open with me, and I kept listening to him, I, like I listened to everybody intently. Don't forget, myself, I was a, an aspirant in 2019. Mm -hmm. I had a vision. I had some goals. I had some ideals. Mm -hmm. And listening to all of them, I resonated more with Barista Caleb Mutfa. My mantra was SHIFT. SHIFT was an acronym, and it was the word SHIFT. Specific harmonized ideas for transformation. But Sakalo Mutfang, in the simplest of terms, tells you he's going to offer leadership to the plateau people. And that is what is lacking on the plateau today. We do not have a leader. We do not have leadership. And once there is no leadership, people, the people will go astray. And that is the key thing. But you see, people like all this high tech uh, uh, grammar. They like you coming to the studio, cramming uh, figures and letters and, and, and talking and talking and talking, things that they can't relate with. I was listening to the program on Saturday. Um, I think it was one of the radio stations. Yeah, yeah I listened to Where it. all the three candidates were there. And they were talking about security. And if you listen to Barista Caleb Mufan's answers, if you can go to YouTube and get it, very down to, at very plain, he comes to you at a very simple level. And that's what is, what is needed here. We don't need, I mean, to talk about things that are, you have to crack your brain to understand it. The ordinary man doesn't need to understand that. What, how do we solve security? Is to get the people's confidence back first and foremost. If the people's confidence is back, yes, that there is a leader and that there is the rule of law, security will begin to come back. Because what does that mean? If there is rule of law, it means at, at 12 midnight, I can walk out of your station and take a walk straight to, to uh, uh, um, Old Airport Junction 
and nobody would attack me. And if I was attacked, the person would be caught and he would be dealt with. That is the rule of law. And so once that happens, there is peace, there is security. People will have confidence in the government. That is the most important thing. Not so you about, think all of these drones that uh, Dr. Nentao is saying? Uh, I mean, they, they will come. They will come. But I, honestly, with the, with, the, with the debt profile of about two, over 200 billion right now, I don't see it coming. I, I don't even. I don't even think the law in Nigeria permits a subnational entity like so, Plato so to use talk, a drone. Let's yeah. talk reality. Let's yeah. talk reality. That's just the point I'm making. I'm not saying I, I'm not uh, I'm resonating with him on that. No, but I mean, one step at a time. Speed kills. Okay, uh, Gilbert. Yeah, my worry is this. Even though you have you had earlier agreed that it was worries on the tone these campaigns took eventually. But let's look at how sharp the divisions have gone in. Because at the end of the day, you have conversations such as who is enjoying the patrimony in terms of denomination. When you speak about religion again, then you begin to consider about... Is this a sign people are taking for granted? Is this a sign that Plato people have to consciously walk in order to stem that tide? Because in the near future, say two, three elections from now, it could even get worse. Okay, um, whether we like it or not, there is something we need to accept in politics today. There is a new kid on the block, and that is the religious leaders. They are now playing a very critical role, not just in Plateau State, but in Nigeria. The Peter Obi movement, you are aware that um, Plateau State was won by the LP. Mm -hmm. Uh Our religious leaders in churches came out and told uh, their followers to vote for Peter Obi. It wasn't a, a Labour Party thing. I can tell you for free, PDP supporters or uh, party members voted for Peter Obi in the presidency. But you could see the result in, in, in the Senate and the House of Reps. Out of three senators, we got two, in fact three, but one is still yet to be announced. Uh, they are still trying to take it away. Out of um, eight House of Reps, we have five in the bag. Two were stolen mandates. We hope that we get them back in court. In court. So, so these are the issues. The religious leaders have, they are going to play a permanent role because the awareness, the divisions in the country, but all that is as a result of what? Bad leadership. And that is why Caleb Mutfang tells you that he's going to offer you leadership. He's going to assemble the best team possible to offer to Plateau people good governance. And how does he do that? He can't do it alone. You see, we don't need a governor that's a maverick. That's not what we need. We need somebody that has the ability to identify talent and to give them the, 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 the space and the wherewithal to operate. And that is when we we'll get what we want in the, in the state. And that is what exactly Caleb Mutfang is talking about. So um, religion, for me, my assessment is that it has come to stay because the religious leaders are, are citizens, they are humans like us, and they have, they have realized their power. This has activated their power. I don't think they're ready to take a back seat. And you think that okay. there's nothing wrong with them, you know, making comment? And, um, and should okay. we be worried again? Okay. Um, with what you have said. You see, you see, you see there's a difference. I, I, will now, I, I will now juxtapose two, things, two scenarios so that we can understand what I'm trying to say. The churches came out and said, we vote Peter Obi. Because the Christians have been relegated. The Christians are not getting a fair deal. Right? Sheikh Yajingir came out and said, he analyzed the past three governors, Joshua Darie, uh, Jonah David Jang, and presently Lalong. 
and said to, the, to his followers, we should go with Lalong's anointed, who is uh, Dr. Nentawe, so that we can get a fair deal. If he had stopped there, I think that was good enough. And the, mm -hmm. But after, after that, yes, yes. after that, the, the other insult that he poured, I think that's what spoiled it for me. But he has a he has his right to express his opinion. There's no there's nothing wrong about that. But when you go the extra mile and begin to say things that are not necessary as as an as a religious leader, now it's I on that basis, sir. It. It's on that basis that I asked earlier if we should be worried or if you are worried. Yes, of course. Because when things take this sort of tone, let me tell you categorically: for statements from people like Shekiah Jingir, we should be worried because he's overheating the polity. And that is what is bringing us to where we are today. But for me as a PDP person, I'm happy because it was a good blunder, which is paying us off. That's the truth. It is paying us off because we are getting more, more people on our side now because it has become a totally different matter. Let's talk about, you know, this as a politician. This is how uh, I try to use my political heart now to think. And But if I'm wrong, please correct me, sir. Yeah. In, we have executive at the national level, Muslim, Muslim, same faith. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I see a lot of people touting a House of Reps member in Plato to become Speaker of the Federal, you know, uh, House of Representatives. I don't know who they are touting to be uh, Senate. Are you afraid that if, especially juxtaposing with the statement credited to Shigea Jinger and even Nentawi, you know, come and emerges, what will you, do you have any fear, you know, regarding Plantu State? Because at the top, and you know how sensitive, you know, state is when it comes to uh, matters of religion. Do you have any fear or concerns or worries? Uh, uh, same faith at the executive uh, House of Federal House of Representatives, you find uh, someone from Plato State saying, that, "Ah, I want to serve," uh, and here you have someone that, okay, like you said, let's endorse uh, Dr. Nantawe because he's coming to continue uh, with the legacies. Do you have any fear as a politician, especially as a PDP, cut, as a cut carry member of the PDP that understands what it means for? Uh, balancing because at least everybody will agree that the PDP has given that to a Nigerian Nigeria. democracy because it's the template of the PDP that uh, has been used right Even now to practice, adopted. Yes, to practice democracy and balancing uh, in, in our country now. Well, for the records, let me just say, I'm sure you're all aware and you know, um, Dr. Nentawe is a Christian. Of course. And happens yes. to be a cooking member. Of course. Uh -huh. yes. so, so that... that um, uh, doesn't mean that, I mean, from the top down, it's going to be a clean sweep. But the point we're trying to argue against is when you are telling the point that, okay, we have a government at the center and you want us to vote uh, a candidate from here so that we can get at the The question, the situation we're in today is the same scenario. Our present governor told us that he can die for Buhari. What have we gotten? What have we got to show for it? Nothing. So as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't add value to, to anything we need to vote the right person. And in any case, that hypothesis you are talking about is not going to work because I can tell you by 2 p.m. on Sunday, uh, the 19th of March, you can join us in dancing because Caleb Munfan will be declared governor of Plateau State. Let the best man win. That's what I will say. Yeah, uh, you spoke about you know the, gov the governor, current governor, yeah. and how much of a statement was his loss? And what, what did you make of that? What's your assessment? I've always said it on this station and anywhere that I find myself, the most clueless person, the most clueless governor is Governor Lalong. Isn't that a bit unfair? Well, that's my own opinion. 
That's my own opinion. If if he was doing well, I can tell you, I wouldn't have uh, entered the race in 2019. I wouldn't have. But, I mean, it's just underperformance in every sector. We, we, we Palatu people are better than that. We are known to be very intelligent people. We are known to be hardworking people. We are known to be very proud people. We are known to be goal-getters. And then, you can imagine in a football team, you are a very good uh, soccer team of 11 players playing. And then, one flank, for some reason, just keeps slipping off. And you are losing by seven goals, like Man you lost to Liverpool <laughs> two weeks ago. I'm sorry to Man you fans. <laughs> and then, I mean, what you, you definitely want to substitute that person. That, that's what we found ourselves in. He has not been able to measure up, most especially after, coming after Governor David Jiang. I haven't said happy birthday to him uh, on air, though I, I, I've been able to say to him in person earlier today. Um, our father and our leader, happy birthday. We wish you many more years. We are proud of you. And we keep up the good work. Governor Simon Lalong has been a disappointment. And the statement was clear in is the South about, Is it about the former governor raising the bar? You see, to that when extent you, that when you wear someone shoes, else struggles you, to meet up. When you, when, you, when you are going to marry a, divorce, a, a divorcee or, uh, or some, a widow, right? You first of all find out what her husband was doing. Am I right? So that you will not come and underperform. If you cannot give her, if her husband was giving her one million monthly for 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 for, for feeding so money, then you will come and say you want to marry her, and then you come and you are giving her uh, twenty thousand or fifty thousand naira. What will happen in your house? The marriage will not last. I think that's just what happened. If 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 you are going into office for, he has made it easy for whoever is going to come in out of the three top runners in Plato. I know them very closely, all of them, and I know that the three of them, the worst of them, we don't know who it is. But the worst of them will do better than what Lalon is doing. That's okay. my opinion. Well, let's open the phone lines in case just tune in. We've been having a chat with uh, one-time governorship aspirant, uh, architect Samuel Nanchang Jato, and we're looking at uh, some issues, uh, especially as related to uh, the campaign. He has openly said that he's supporting the candidature of uh, Barrister Caleb Mutfa. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Before calling, you'd have to turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. That would be very important for you to do. Uh, Gilbert. Yeah, on Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter at JFM Just. So you could head over there. Let's take the first call. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Uh, join the conversation while listening. That's a great comment, Bernard, on the land. Good evening, all of you. Good evening, Thank you. Good evening. Though our tribe and tongues may differ, but let us continue to show an ideology. First of all, I want to speak to Nigerians, with the Bidian group, with the Muslim, Christian, with everybody, every patriotic man. We are not to be sad for the sham that happened two weeks ago in February. Because in the team meeting, the action of the APC did not start to be very good. They come back. At the initial, what happened that 25th of Friday, 
not only handle work of uh, Mahmoud Yakub alone, it is the collective conspiracy theory about it to cause to get power. And before you remove a strong stone, you have to go beyond the, the what you suspect. Go further. Please and please, everybody should come out and vote. That person they see that we serve him, I will help them. But the lot of us say, show me your friend and we know who you mm. We know the originality, the background of most people. Just for somebody who has made input, this battle, not arrive. Well, but I want to issue one, I want to bring one advice. You know, when Jesus came, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they form a synergy. Jesus. They didn't know that they God. They fell. But what I'm saying is that we are in a scenario of a strategizing and strategizing of a lions and a lions. There no plan for the PDP and the Lepo. You know this movement where human beings perform a synergy against this, this I'm sorry to use it, I don't say it's terrible. This wicked government of APC. You know when we come we put our mouth under the carpet talking about APC. This government is the worst government in the whole world, not even in Africa. Okay, if you cannot bring that, release this 500 out of 100, can't you place more up to 200 and other diminutions? So the Nigeria will stop going to the summa of country of Nara. What is the problem? Have we come to that level of this slavery of everything, slavery of insecurity, slavery of escape, slavery of money, slavery of economy, and we are comfortable and people are still joking. Raising the APC. So my question is I can't label and this is because the anything you know is that APC is naming this country. We should think over it. Well, when a man took the young people and put them in a forest, the Dalit man will know where he will go. Maybe the agents of practice, they come out and say we do. We should not take something for granted. Have a nice reporter. God bless you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Hello. Hello. Hello, Mr. Ponshak. How are you? Fine. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Okay. My name is Zachary. I'm calling from Bukuru right now. Thank you, Zachary. We're listening to you, sir. Okay. Uh, I would like to go straight to your guest. Yeah. Um, question number one, doesn't he think the decree of the PDP in the last election was a complete fluke? Why did I say so? Because the governor was not there. He was the DG of the APC presidential campaign. So, and he was, again, the chairman of the Northern Governors Forum. So he was half on this stage, half in Abuja. And that is why the PDP got ground and won election. By the time he is back, just as he's back, do they think they are going to win election? The second question is that we would like to know what Sheikh Yair Jinjir insulted people on. Because they said he has a, his own right to say who he's supporting. But we want to know the insult that Sheikh Yair Jinjir uh, give on the uh, on, on the people of Plateau. The third thing is that. Uh, sorry, the third thing is that. Yeah. We would like to know. 
is this not better than the infrastructure that we have? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? We lost a lot of people five, ten years ago, and we knew what it means. It is ten times for us to have peace in the state than for us to have heaven and earth. The following day, you will lose your life. We, were, we are for Nantiawe, and we will stand for Nantiawe, and we are going to shock people. So I want your guests to answer my three questions. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, would you like to answer Yes, now? of course, okay. of course. I would like to answer him. Yeah. Um, Lalong was not on ground. So why did Lalong contest for the Senate? That's the question I'll put back to you. He knows he was on the ballot and he knew he had the job of a DG to do and he was chairman of Northern Governors. But perhaps these two were more important to him uh, than, than contesting. And they said, I happen to be from the southern zone and I know what was on ground. You are talking, obviously, from the central zone. You were not on ground there. You didn't know what was happening. He lost five local governments out of six. That's what happened with over 50,000 votes. I think that is a very uh, a, a solid statement by the people. Well, he was not on ground. That was his choice because he knew he was on the ballot. So that you shouldn't ask me. If now he is going to be on ground, so it means that the election depends on Governor Lalong being on ground, whether they will win or not. That's what you are telling me. There is something special that he as governor is going to do for you to win. That's, that's the import of your statement too. Who did you, who you, we want to know who you are insulted. I don't know whether you are talking on behalf of a group or you are talking on behalf of yourself. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm speaking. And as a Christian, I felt insulted from his statements. And maybe we have his perspective for you, for somebody to come and tell you that you are inconsequential, you do not matter in, in, any, in anything. It's an insult. Because I know that Plateau State is majorly a Christian state with significant Muslim coalition. That is my description of Plateau State. And if we are majorly a, a, a Christian state with significant Muslim population, you cannot tell me that as a Christian we are inconsequential when it comes to a game of numbers. So as far as I'm concerned, that was an insult. Talking about infrastructure and peace, I, I hope you, you remember that just after the election or before the election, the last elections, a, a reverend and two of his children in, in, yeah. uh, no, in Ganawuri was killed. Yeah. Is that peace? 17 people were killed just how many days ago in, in, in Kaduna? Is that peace? Okay, Kaduna is not part of Plateau, so as far as you're concerned. Nobody talked about infrastructure here. I didn't mention anything infrastructure. I didn't talk about projects. I just said leadership, lack of leadership. It covers all spheres. And as far as I'm concerned, I stand my statement. There, was, there is still lack of leadership on the Plateau. And I beg to disagree if there is total peace here. There is no peace. Our people are still being killed because people are just, we are just trying to wait for time to pass for the government to go out. That's all. A reverend was killed with his two children just weeks ago. You are saying it's peace. Attacks have been happening left, right, and center. When we're talking of peace, it's not just about this bandits. And what about uh, burglary? What about theft? All these things are part of the, the peace process. Is crime not uh, high in just? Can you tell me that you go everywhere safely with your, with your, with your handset? You pocket your handset. You don't remove it anywhere in any junction anyhow. Once it's 7 p.m., it is collected. Nothing will happen. People are being stabbed here and there. If you don't know, come out and find out. But don't tell me that there is peace. There is relative peace, and peace is relative. All right, well, let's go back to the phone lines. After this, Gilbert will take us through social media. Hello. Good evening, Pastor. Thank you for calling. 
to Z. I'm calling you from Kevin. We're listening. Thanks for calling, sir. All right. So the call I called and was saying peace, uh, what's and what's, in my own community here in Kivom, we've had incessant attacks every year, every month. Exactly. What has the government done? Nothing. What has the government done? And they're talking about that peace. There's no peace. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Gilbert. On Facebook, um, let me begin with this, this, this particular comment. Ahmed Magawata says, why should Babajang feel offended because Sheikh Sani Ayajingu has endorsed the candidature of Nentawi? Babajang should, fi- should first condemn other Christian clerics over the endorsement of Peter Obi on account of him being a Christian. Dapel Nandam says religious leaders who have come out clearly to tell their followers to vote based on religion have not been invited by JFM to explain their position. When that is done, we can then tackle this toxic campaign. Um, you know them, JFM. That's what you're saying. J.D. Vilret says, inciting religion against Nentawe isn't only funny, but unscrupulous, unethical, shameful, and disastrous. Elders should hold their respect for tomorrow's sake. Um, Dimas Bala says, too much propaganda is ongoing, but the good thing is that people have already made up their minds on who to vote. PDP is the option and Mutfa is the answer. Godwin Sule says, good evening, sir. The way um, the campaigns are going um, is a serious matter. All right. But the other pastor preaching religious matters. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Agom Galadima Asham says, Honorable Dan Mancha. Okay, Dan Manja, I beg you wanted to say. He's playing politics of the belly. Points to his greedy... All right. David Chinakuk. Bon Shak says, good evening, the presenters and the guests. Religion has come to stay in politics, both at the local, state, and national levels. We are wiser in Plateau State because we know who and who we are going to vote come 18th March. Martins Cassidy Z says, the political campaigns going on right now on social media is scary. The hate and propaganda is too much. Also, the election has already taken a religious ground, which is sad. Let's not forget that there is life after election. And these politicians do not care about the electorate. Longji Sodo Dogo says, We should not judge our candidates based on tribalism because in this life, no one is perfect. We all make mistakes. I wish all the governorship aspirants good luck. I pray for a better plateau. Rob Long Seaman says, um, Let's. All right. Fatsen Abelua says, The moment I heard Sheikh Yaya Jingi's opinion on plateau politics, I knew Nenta is a bad market. I must vote Caleb on Saturday. John Paul Jacob says, To be candid, I'm not too happy with the kind of campaigns going on because religion has been tagged with individuals and political parties. Ideally, politics and campaign is supposed to be issue-based. But unfortunately, reverse is the case in our society today. DJ Kingston says, Good evening, my great people in JFM. I really enjoy your program. I believe all the ideas of Caleb. Congratulations to... He's okay to my upcoming governor. The time is now. Saeed Ibrahim says, quite unfortunate. What happened in the Plateau State campaign manner currently concerning the issues of politics and religion? Um, I'm referring to the barbaric. All right. All right. Thank you. Gideon Kira says, even in JFM, I hope the election will take place 
on the 18th March, because I know understand this INEC, which Plateau State all the very best. May Almighty God help us. Agong John Monday says, please invite the three candidates just um, like your sister radio station did. Issue-based campaign should be the watchword. Sunday Moses VAV says, I don't think the governorship election on the plateau is going on religious ground. Because apart from Christians, no religion on the plateau can boast of 15% of the total population of the state. All the candidates and their deputies are Christians. So any religious leader trying to make himself relevant is wasting his time. Uncle Ezi Ali Chai says, everyone should come out to vote. Do not hate your fellow brother. Election will come and go. But me and you will still be brothers. Muchinme Kasim says, I want to assure you that no campaign of deceit and deceiving people in the name of religion will succeed. Emmanuel Adejumo says, once they finish feeding you ethnic and religious narratives, they will get elected and corruption that has no tribe will continue. Please, brutality that has no religion will continue. Then we rush to the churches and mosques to pray. Then we, how do Bolu says, Good evening, gentlemen in the studio. My opinion is that people of Plateau should come out en masse um, and flog the present administration out for betterment of the state. Thanks. Smart AK says, To me, if the politicians will use religion to benefit or to build Plateau State to me, it's not bad, but if they will use it to divide us so as to start hating ourselves and begin to look at ourselves as enemies, then there is no point to use religion in politics. Falkuka Factors go and says, with all the religious propaganda going on, the electorates are very wise now. Since Peter Obi was the president that won in Plateau State, we will still choose our governor, keeping the religion aside. All right, Ponsak, the comments <coughs> are in the rows. Yeah, they are overwhelming. Yeah, let's, hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. Uh, Ponsa, good evening, sir. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Yes. My name is Suleiman from Magama. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you, sir. Mr. Ponsa, I have to commend you for your good job. Almighty Allah continue to be with you. Amen. Thank you. Guide and protect you, sir. Amen. Let me just go straight to the point, sir. Even I am not from Plateau State, Mr. Ponsa. But uh, like all what we are saying, many people are saying that if there are no peace in Plateau, Comparing this administration and the past administration, if we are talking of peace, wallahi, you can compare this administration and the last administration. Because always I used to give you this example. Whoever knows me, always that we are talking about peace, peace in this platform. I used to give example by myself because I'm a witness that what is happening for me before now, before this government come into power. So I wonder why even people, they are saying that Lalong has not... You know, even day before yesterday or yesterday, day before yesterday, I said in this year platform, I said Lalong is the best governor. Well, not in Plateau. I think out of the... Hello? This is state governor that we have now. Lalong is the best governor that I slayman that I can pick. Even they want to award it in whatever position Lalong is due. If we are talking about peace, Lalong is the number one person that they can award it. A peacemaker in the whole country. No any governor try to bring unity in the whole state or in the whole country like Lalong that did it in Plateau State. And you know why even the clergy are calling his own followers to vote the APCT of the candidate. They are not Muslim. All of them, they are Christian. But the Muslim on Plateau, they know the kind of hellfire they go into for the past administration. That's why they believe the person that is going to be successful 
successor to Lalong, he's going to do exactly, give them the freedom, do whatever they want to do, work freely, come together with the Christian and the Muslim. That's why you see declaring almost of the Muslims, they are calling up to vote the APC, Thank a you. person that Lalong has yes, raised his hand. That is why you see that. Hello? Oh, we just lost connection there. Please uh, call us back when you get a chance. I don't know what happened. Hello? Yeah, good evening, sir. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Yeah, I'm Bello calling from Barangara again. Thank you, Bello, for calling. We're listening to you, sir. Um, I just have somebody that is saying that Lalong is the best governor in the whole country. Is that? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I do not blame him. I do not remember. I, Bello, can say to you that, although I will not blame him, he's not from Kaki, uh, he's from Bauchi. Yes. So what Kaurambotis did to him is he said that he's not, he did not appreciate and he's telling us that a governor, a governor that is worse than the devil in fire and blood state, you are telling us that he's the best. Well, that's the opinion. But let him not tell this idea to me, because honestly speaking, I came from Shandam. And I know my religion. I came from Canada. So you should never tell that idea to any of us with that. I'm very sorry. I'm a Muslim. Typically, I'm honest one by that. So you should not tell that idea to us here in black. Let him maintain his own idea about it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Please, sir. Please yeah, go okay, ahead. Um, you see... You see, I think people people are not very careful to listen properly and to understand what we're talking about. When we were talking earlier, I said something. I said I agree with um, the Ajingu's position to air his views and to say everything. But I said he made a tactical blunder at some point, right? And that blunder plays in the favor of my candidate as far as I'm concerned. It is not <laughs> Barrister Kale Mufanda has gone to tell people to weep sentiments. No. It is statements made and the videos are, are there circulating in public space. So you go and listen to the video and then you make your decisions. And I have seen or I have noticed that because of that video, a lot of people have made up their minds who to vote. This is the point I'm making. It was a tactical blunder as far as I'm concerned. The statement he made. So somebody is here getting worked up that people are weeping. Nobody. Has Caleb Mufan come out anywhere to say that the Christians should vote for him and Muslims? No, he hasn't. Don't forget, Caleb Mufan has resided all his life, uh, his, his working career since NYC in Kaduna, practiced and lived with Muslims. And they've lived peacefully. He has, he's benefited from them. They have benefited from him. So why would he today come and say that he's fighting them? There's no reason for that. But you see, people begin to get worked up on things that, uh, this is just a discussion. And as far as I'm concerned, we take it on the merit. Everybody has a right to his opinion, and everybody has a right to say what he said. Look at what happened here. One speaker just said, he doesn't live in Plateau State. He said Lalong is the best governor in Nigeria. The next caller, who is also a Muslim, said to him, please, you should keep his opinions in Bauchi State. So, I mean, that, that explains to you what, what we are facing. In my village, Pilgani, in Lantan North local government, if you just Two, three years ago, if you go there as a visitor in the evening, you, leave the, you want to leave there because you see armed vigilante moving all around because of the insecurity. Because of the insecurity. And somebody tells me that there is peace when I know what we are facing in my village. How many communities have been displaced on the plateau today? Have those people gotten back to their land? Has the governor made effort to, and is that what you call peace? When I'm displaced from my, 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 my inherited land? Over 20-something communities have been displaced. 
Today, you cannot travel to some parts of Plateau State freely in the afternoon, dressed in jeans and shirt. You can't. You have to disguise yourself. Is that peace? Or is it peace that when they tell us that it is peace, then the rest of us should be cowed to keep quiet, and they will say it's peace? Was Governor Jang the one attacking, attacking people? Or was it orchestrated? So what will be your final call to Plateau people, especially as we had uh, at what, the poll in uh, Saturday? My final call to Plateau people, particularly the young people, do not be disappointed. Do not be dismayed with what has happened uh, on the 25th of February. Let's come out en masse to vote, but let's come out in a militant manner. I can assure you that the PDP... And How do you mean by a militant manner? Militant manner to protect our votes. There are certain things, there are certain underhand taxes. Somebody just told us on air now that Lalong was not on ground. But now that he's on ground, they are going to shock everybody. So we're waiting to see that shock. So let's come out expecting that shock. Any underhand tactics, anybody that is not from that pulling unit and he comes in, in certain tinted vehicles and things like that, we have to check everything carefully. We cannot agree to anything that is looking shady. That is number one. Number two, uh, uh, vivas must be used. Number three, results must be uploaded. Take pictures of those things and keep records. These are things that we must do in every pulling unit. Videos must be taken. Anything that is going on that is wrong. We are calling on young people, on everybody to be on guard to protect your vote. Your vote is your right. And I can tell you on our own part, everything humanly possible is being done to make sure that we guard those votes. And, and legally? Legally, of course. Legally, we are a party of laws. Our, our candidate is a barrister, so he wouldn't break the law. He knows the implication of breaking the law. Right. So we are going to go out, and I can tell you that shock will be on some people come Sunday 19th. Thank you. Thank you very much, architect Samuel Nanchang Jato. Thank you. Really interesting having Thank you. a conversation with you. Well, Gilbert, uh, maybe you just say bye-bye because... Yeah, yeah, the thing is, the Labour Party, you know, their legal team was able to meet today with INEC. And they've been given an assurance that INEC has got nothing to hide. So, the case goes on. Good evening. Yeah, well, thank you very much for uh, listening. The news will come your way top of the hour. Six o'clock. My name is Ponsak Fanabdu. Have a good evening. Bye now.